You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. And a dozen battleships. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what Taiwan reports seeing in another day of Chinese war games, simulating attacks all around the island. As the U.S. Defense Department spokesman tells Fox, China must stop its military, diplomatic, economic, and legal pressure on Taiwan. China's foreign ministry saying today that Taiwan's independence is incompatible with peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. Not that peace action was on display today as Chinese aircraft carriers were used to launch fighter jets towards the self-governing democracy. China called it a rehearsal in, quote, sealing off the island, which they claim as their own. The three days of military drills are retaliation for Taiwan's president meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in the U.S. last week. Fox's Alexandria Hoff outside the White House, and you might have heard some of the festivities in the background going on behind her. The annual Easter egg roll is going on. Thousands of kids and celebrities and others are there. President Biden along with them. And on NBC's Today show, Al Roker pressed him on if he'll be up for re-election. Well, I, I plan on running now, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. The president has said similar things before that he's planning on running, but has not yet launched a 2024 campaign so far. There's been a shooting at a bank building in downtown Louisville. Police aren't giving many details, but do report multiple casualties this morning. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir just tweeted he's headed there asking people to pray for the victims' families. Nashville's city council could vote today to appoint Justin Jones to fill the seat in the state legislature He was ousted from last week. But House Republican Sabi Kumar tells Fox it may not be immediate. Our legislature has the right to consider if and when we will see the representative Jones back. Kumar also rejects accusations of racism in expelling Jones and Justin Pearson, who could also be reinstated on an interim basis until special elections are set. They were kicked out for leading gun control protests in the statehouse. America's listening to Fox News. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash. And make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. All right, your next code for this hour is 679. That's 679. Win cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial wants you to be a winner. You're on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
Paul. Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. We are on the road in uh, beautiful Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with our conjunct- uh, conjunction with our friends at Guarantee Broadcasting. Of course, 103.7 FM, and uh, we do appreciate our new affiliate here. Uh, 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, of course, it's the uh, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline, your opportunity to be a voice, you can always email me, moon at moongraphon.com. We are expecting uh, in just a little bit uh, Mr. Scott McKnight. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, he's going to come by. He is a state representative. He's also running for treasurer. We're supposed to hear from him uh, at the sometime in this, in this hour. So we're looking forward to visiting with him. Legislative session starts while I'm here. I will be at the Capitol. I'm going to try to take in the governor's uh, glorious speech on how he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, how without him the state would would be 72nd out of 50 states, <laughs> how he saved the world. Oh, no, he's going to say all that today. Save the world, save the budget. And next to God, he's the greatest thing that ever walked on earth. And next to God, he's the greatest thing that ever walked in Louisiana. Uh, that's what I expect to hear today. I've never been to a, a, a governor's speech. I'm curious. So my goal, if I can get a seat, I'm saying if because I don't know. It's not a big, big place uh, where they do the speech at, but I'm trying to get there early enough to to claim one little spot where I can sit down and just sit back and relax and enjoy all the great things that have gone on in the last uh, seven years. Uh, a governor who voted for six of seven Bobby Jindal's first budget when he was elected, elected official, a guy who voted his first year in office for a pay raise for himself. <laughs> Can you imagine? You just got in office, and you hadn't been in office, but you hadn't been in office but a few weeks. And, uh, and so <laughs> Bellet was got in office. He hadn't been in office a few weeks. One of his favorite best votes was to vote himself a pay raise. He hadn't even been in office but a few days. So that was, uh, to me, that was one of the funny things that, uh, that took place. All right, I'm going to get you to get a little closer to me. I know you don't want to, but you ain't got no choice. And you can, you can, you can tell some of your buddies today, I really had to sit close to that dude. <laughs> representative. Scott McKnight, what's up, brother? Not much. Good morning. Good to How see you, you again, man. Good to see uh, you. Make sure I got your, uh, your, your uh, I'm trying to turn your mic up and mine down. All right. You got you? I think so. Anyway, good to see you. Good to see you. Everything going well? Yes, sir. Cranks up today, huh? Yes, it does. Here we go. Starting at noon, and then we'll hear from the governor, I think, at 1. I think it's the schedule. I'm trying to get a seat in there. You got any advice? Uh, Come early. early. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking my own advice on that. I'm going to go right right when the show's over. Yeah, I heard Uh, you talking about it last week, about wanting to get in and get a seat. Well, actually, I'm not asking any any favors. I'm going to go and try to see if I can sit upstairs, out the way. Sure. My phone off. I've never been to one. Uh, this early. I wanted to go. I usually stick my head in the session. I'm going to come back several times. Uh, anyway, it's good to see you. Let's, uh, let's talk about something else first. And I, if you got a segment or two, I'm going to keep you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's talk about your election first of all. Yeah, you run for state treasurer. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Why are you running for that? Why do you, why do you think that's a great position for you? Yeah, so I, uh, I actually announced back in June uh, of, last, of this past year. Uh, it's, you know, when we, uh, when I heard that Treasurer Schroeder was eyeing a run for governor. Uh, it gave me an opportunity to kind of look at that office, and, and it's something I identified very, very early as something that would fit very well with my my background and, and my history in the financial services industry. 
Um, you know, so it, it was something that uh, I think that I could use. Uh, again, my, my history in the financial services industry, my, my, my knowledge of the legislative process, my uh, being in the House the last few years, knowing how the state budget's put together. And uh, so it's a really good fit for me. Um, obviously, there's a lot of other offices and people running for attorney general and governor and sure, sure. everything else. But uh, no, those didn't those are not offices that I'm interested in. This is the the one office that I identified that fits very well for me. You uh, you've actually been this your first term as a legislator. It is. By the way, that doesn't. Let me tell people that doesn't qualify, pre-qualify, not qualify if you've ever even ran for office. I was just kind of curious because I thought it was your first term. Yeah, it is. And, and it, by the way, I'm just letting you know that it's not a trick question. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, it is, and and I agree with you. I think that you know, there's oftentimes somebody says that as a negative, but yet we put That's not a negative. We put term limits on people and expect them to wait around and and do a whole you know 12 years before they look at maybe another opportunity where they think they can use sure. their history and their background to the benefit of the, the uh, citizens in the state. And so, you know, I think it actually says more about a candidate that is, you know, wanting to give up what they're doing and give give themselves and you, to another And you position. probably would win re-election pretty easily. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I just don't think anybody's going to come. I looked at your voting record. It's not, you're not hammered on one side and somebody can beat you with it. Yeah, no, look, I, I'm proud of my voting record. I think I've, uh, you know, my, my district is a very balanced district. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, they're, they're vocal. You know, they, they, they want to be heard. Being here in Baton Rouge, people pay attention. And so, uh, you know, I, I try and do the best that I can to represent the population that is inside my district. And I think uh, most of my constituents would, would agree that I've done a pretty good job with that. Uh, John Schroeder. Uh, uh, Schroeder is our state treasurer, and I think John's done a really good job. Absolutely. I, I was really proud of him the way he stepped up and against BlackRock. Uh, some of these companies have gone so woke. And they really are. I mean, I'm having bankers on now to assure our bankers and people that bank in our state of Louisiana that we're good. Absolutely. And we're not. We're, and so your thoughts on John making that move? Because I know if you follow this office and you want to be treasurer, that means you're following probably not everything because you can't, but <laughs> a lot of stuff that's going on. What about that move by Schroeder? No, look, I think that uh, what he did was the right move for the state and, the, and our citizens. Um, the reality of this is that that move started way earlier than people were aware no, of no it. Um, he started kind of divesting us from there way before it became public. Um, and it was the right move because I think there's, there's e actually a deeper um, – problem with what was going on there. It's not just the amount of money that was invested through the ESG uh, kind of sure. process or theory, but it's really you then are holding uh, proxy votes inside the companies that you're invested in. And those companies are then using those proxy votes to change the makeup of the boards or, or board decisions within the companies you're invested in. And so I think you've seen it, uh, even Exxon, they, uh, the, there was a, a move to, to replace board members with people that were more open to an ESG style of, of uh, governance. And so uh, I think that's, that's a topic that's really not discussed very often when this comes up, is it really was more about gaining footholds inside the companies yep. that they're trying to influence. Uh when he did that, I, I, that's, I, I just knew he did the right thing. But that's the kind of moves as a treasurer. I think Kenny did a good job and Schroeder did a really good job. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to need somebody doing pretty much what they did. Now, 
Is there anything looking at the department you, you, you would like to change going in? Do you think that's something you got to wait till you get there and then see how everything – because I know moving from one position to the next, when somebody becomes governor, they don't understand everything that comes with the job. I'm sure you don't understand everything. And that's fine. That's everybody. That's 100%. But what about that, yeah, uh, look, getting I'm, in there? I'll be the first one to tell you that uh, if I don't know something, I'll admit it. I don't, I don't pretend to know something I don't know, and, and I know to make sure to go to the people that have the information. So to, to say I know everything that's going on in the office would... would no, and I'm not saying yeah, you do. Yeah, so, no, and I, and I know you weren't. Uh, but no, I think that there, the pri- primary thing right now is continuing the work that John Kennedy did when he was there and what Schroeder has done, continuing to modernize the office, making sure that it moves efficient. Uh, look, I've gotten tremendous amount of feedback from uh, from a lot of people telling me how great the staff is in the treasurer's office, how great uh, things have been have been moving. And so I think that just making sure that we move, go in, uh, get with the staff, let's hear about what's working, what's not, what we need to start looking at the next steps of continuing to improve the office mm-hmm. and modernize it. Um, so you I know, think that's, that's, that's the first step. I'm not going to get into all your opponents because that's not important. Sure. But one opponent... Mm-hmm. And he's a Democrat, I think. <laughs> he came out, and he wants to go full hog while investing, just like the, the bank, Silicon Valley Bank. I mean, he's come out with that. Hey, we need to be doing more of this and investing in more of this stuff. Yeah. His, and I, 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 when I saw that, I'm not going to say I laughed at him, but I laughed at him. I thought, oh, my God, this <laughs> is exactly opposite of what you're talking about. It's totally opposite of what John Schroeder did. Yeah. Uh, that is a concern if someone like that wins. Now, that's my opinion, not yours, but I'm sure you feel somewhat the same because you're running against it. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, <laughs> you know, look, I, I, I've, I had the opportunity to, to meet to meet him in a person yeah. as look as a person he's a very nice guy i don't doubt that at all but 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 his policies that he's talking about like you said are just they're just so extreme uh and contrary to even what i would call moderate democrats can't get on board with that because you go down down in your area go down to st martinville go go anywhere sure. down the i-10 corridor we're so heavy oil and gas and 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 uh petrochemical that you're talking about divesting not only state dollars, but getting rid of our jobs. Yeah. Um, and you're going to look around and, and realize that large p- parts of the population are not going to be happy with that type of uh, decision making. Oh, no. And I tell you something else. And I've, I've, I've been I've, I've had Rusty Kluche. I had a uh, Jude on the other day with B1 Bank. Yeah. And uh, these guys are what about the small bank and the small bankers that are going to eventually be hurt by all this ESG stuff? I mean, you got to look at this thing in the bigger picture. Absolutely. He's not looking at it in the big picture. You mentioned oil and gas and all those jobs. I'm worried about all them being here anyway. Right. But on the flip side, what about these small banks? I mean, they can't get tired of it what these big, big banks are doing. That's right. And look, it, 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 it ultimately, that type of dis- those dollars are flowing down into the projects that are being built here. So whether we're keeping the one, the, the jobs and the, and the, companies here a is one problem Mm -hmm. but b continuing that that investment inside the state these projects that they bring i mean you look at how much money we spent in uh uh has been spent here building uh natural gas terminals and it's just tremendous amount of investment into the state that is bringing not just permanent jobs to those to those facilities but jobs and and revenue inside the state to the contractors that are building them to to every aspect of of our economy that that deal with it these are these are workers let me take a break his name is scott mcknight he's representative mcknight he's headed to the session but he's also on a road to trying to be our next treasurer but take a break come back and q a with him mate 
He stays one extra segment. We may talk a little bit about the session. If you don't mind doing that. <laughs> Not a problem. As a treasurer. As a treasurer, I would think he would be a guest raiser to spending cap. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that there for the next one. <laughs> You're correct. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy. Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. This is Moon Griffon for Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Billy T is a fully certified Onan Generator Service Center serving all of Louisiana. Fast service that's done right the first time. Parts, sales, and custom installation. If you own an RV and want the best, an Onan RV generator installed, you got to go to Premier RV. Billy T's techs have decades of Onan generator experience, and nobody in Louisiana has more. Sometimes your camping adventures take you way out in the woods, or maybe you're tailgating, and the only way to get power is an Onan generator installed correctly from Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Take it from me, Moon Griffon. I trust the folks at Premier RV, and so can you. From anywhere in Louisiana, you can call them, 337-233-7494. That's 337-233-7494. Online at BillyT.com. That's BillyT.com. It's the end. Oh. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show on the road. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Conjunction with 107.3 FM Talk 107.3. Our good friends at uh, Guarantee Broadcast, and we do appreciate them. Uh, his name is Scott McKnight. He is a uh, representative McKnight. He's headed to the session. We can't keep him here too long. But uh, he's also running for state treasurer. And uh, the other day, I, I saw something I couldn't believe. may have nothing to do with you, but... J, the head of J.P. Morgan announced that we got to start, and and this 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 is the kind of stuff that gets these companies ought to get these companies in trouble. That we may have to go confiscate people's land to save the planet in global warming and all that stuff. And when I saw that, I was stunned. And I know as a treasurer, y'all get a chance to vote with these bonds because that's something you're gonna do. And I know there's been some tussle sometimes about who to who to kick out, who to let do some business, gun control. Politics gets involved in what you're getting ready to go do. When yeah. I saw this guy do this, I thought, my thought was, I'm, I'm glad I ain't got money in, in, in that particular bank. <laughs> that was my first thought. But then I thought, wow, they're really trying to do this. So you got some controversial stuff that comes up. Sure. That you, you know, with the Second Amendment right and, and things of that nature. Are you prepared for that? Because that's going to be the telltale sign of, 
you know, what banks we deal with and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. Look, at, at the end of the day, you know, the, the treasurer's position first has a fiduciary responsibility to the citizens of the state to make sure we invest and manage the money that is that's in this, uh, you know, that, that the citizens send up and we have. The second thing is, is that we, we have to continue to look at what's best for our state and for our citizens, not just financially, you know, on the actual return, but what is working against us. And, you know, just like we were talking about ESG, yeah. uh, working directly against our economy. But also, you've got to take those considerations uh, when you start talking about the bond world and everything else, you know, the Second Amendment and, every, uh, and, and the other issues that have already come up during those conversations. But, you, you know, you got, it's, it's a balancing act. You got you got to you got to learn the difference between yeah. a business practice and how if are they really taking a financial or a political stand or are they making a financial decision for? Well, a what company? I'm saying is those are the decisions that you're gonna have to make. Absolutely. Because, and and it was a friend of mine in the banking business said I just talked to you about uh, Jamie Dimon's comments taking private assets for climate change under eminent domain. Yeah, that's. I mean. I mean, this ought to not be ha- people on the Democrat Party or Republican Party or Independent or, or Muslim to Christian. They'd all be mad at this. Oh, absolutely. Everybody ought to be mad at this. So this is the kind property of stuff rights. I know this will come yeah, up. Yeah, no. It. Look, everybody should be upset about you know property owners' rights and to to do what you want with your land. Um, yeah, that is something that's going to affect everybody. I mean, that's 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 not a partisan that's not a partisan issue there. But to answer your your, your first question is yes, I know that politics are going to come into these decision making processes, and when when you when you weigh the fiduciary responsibility, and then you have these conversations that come up. Yes, I'm willing to take a stand where the where the right decision needs to be made in order to what is best for the citizens of the of this state. You know, Representative McKnight, that's and that's that's why I'm bringing this up to you. It's just that there's times, you know, everybody says, well, you can't not do business with banks. You cannot do business with banks. There's plenty of other banks out there. There's normally banks out there that that you can do business with that you feel like are more friendly to Louisiana. When I look at what Jamie Dimon did. I mean, it's going to go take property off the coast to save the planet. You're going to start taking property from people. And I know that wouldn't be your job. I'm not saying it would be, but you try to get away from those people. And that's what I I like what Schroeder did when it came to BlackRock and some of the other ones, like you said, he's been working on. He stood up and said, no, we're not doing it anymore. He took that money. We're going to go in a different direction. I think you can always go in a different direction. No, absolutely. I think you can. And, you know, that's another important aspect where I think that my my time in the state legislature and my relationships that I'll bring forth moving forward uh, to a treasurer's position will benefit us. If a bill like that were to come through mm-hmm. uh, the legislature, to be able to go to the floor and go down there and have conversations with at that you know at that point will be my former colleagues and 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 talk about the impact of something like that on everyone, not just a Republican or a Democrat, like you said. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I had not been in your position, but it seems to me that if I was running for treasurer, and you may already be doing this, I'd find a bankers association, I'd go find these small banks, and I'd go have conversations with them about everything that's going on because I think they can probably open up some eyes. If you don't already know that, yes. I'm just saying it seems like that would be a good angle to go sit down with these people and say, look, here's what we're fighting because what happens with the federal government they get the big banks to do all this, and it hurts the small bank. That's right. Our state's full of small banks. I know you know that. 100%. Look, I, I have been in the financial services world, like I said, for 25 years. I've got great relationships with 
many, many bankers in this state, and I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to them specifically about the treasurer's position and, and, the, and how you know, their interactions and, and what they think that the, the state should, should and should not be doing. And, you know, quite frankly, one of, the, one of the things I really like to do is, and I've heard it from them, but it's an obvious thing, is how do we keep more of the state's, of, of the taxpayers' dollars that the state uh, is handling inside the state? Why do we have to send them to New York in a yeah, giant great bank? Point, great point. And, and so I would really, really like to, to figure that out. I know that it's not easy because a lot of these banks are not large enough to handle that, that, that volume. Yeah. Hold your thought. Sure. Uh, we got to take a break, Brandon. I hope you're up to spar with me because I know we had a break time. I want to come back one more segment. Sure. If you don't mind, talk about the legislative session. We got to take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. You can take it off. know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell him Moon sent you. The caring and friendly. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon show on the road. Conjunction, of course, in Baton Rouge, conjunction with our friends at Talk 107.3 FM. You know, I said 103.7 the other day. I'm <laughs> t- I, I, I got it now. I got it now. Uh, anyway, great to be back here in the great Baton Rouge area. Uh, was, was speaking to uh, Scott McKnight. Of course, he's Representative Scott McKnight. He is running for treasurer. I want to move a little bit away from that. And here's the big question. I'll joke with you, either off there at the beginning, uh, raising the, uh, the spending cap. 
Now, I went through this and watched. They fought Blanco for this. Jinder was on my program saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And March, boom, they broke it. They put it in a budget. I believe that's where the billion-dollar budget deficit started, and we've been having it ever since, and we're going to have it with Edwards, please. But with two-thirds vote, we brag it about two-thirds in the House and two-thirds in the Senate. Everybody wants to see fiscal responsibility. Where are we going with this? In your opinion, uh, how are you going to vote on this and where are we going with this? Because I'm, I'm a, I even saw an article where uh, Cortez, Paige Cortez, said, well, you know, we're just not going to stick the money back in the bank account instead of helping people. And I'm going, yeah, but I think we got a big problem coming around the road because, as you know, sir, the federal money is going to dry up, and if they ever say, hey, we're going to cut Medicaid 30%, we're going to cut some of these programs, where's Louisiana going to be at that point? Yeah. Big question, a lot of, but I'm going to give you a, a leeway to Yeah, answer. no, look, I, look, I I don't believe that we should do this. I, I think that, you know, the spend, it's, it's there for a reason, and while we may have two-thirds, and th- I don't think you're going to see it pass. I don't think you will. Uh, I think there's going to be enough people that stand up and say no. We need to put this money to the side. We've got some big issues coming up. Not that we don't already have problems. We do. We've got problems that need to be fixed. And that's been created from years and years and years of bad policy and spending. And so, but, you know, continuing to, to have that is not going to fix anything. Um, yeah, we can get to some projects that need to be done now. But to what detriment? You know, what are we going to mess up moving forward by spending that money today and then creating this, this, this hole later that we don't have any answer for? Um, so, yeah, I, but I'll be honest with you out of all the stuff in the session, even more than legislative pay raises. This is this is a big one to me, because sooner or later, it's going to have to mean something to elect a supermajority Republicans in the House and Senate. You won't be in there regardless. You're either going to be the state treasurer. I guess you're going back where you yeah, where you work at. That's right. OK, so I get it. But. To me, when I looked at the budget, we're spending record money now. That's right. Okay? And there's no way for us to maintain this. And I remember after Katrina and uh, Rita, because I don't want to forget Rita, we started spending a new budget line. And I'm worried we spent a new budget line after COVID. Yep. And what if we don't get a hurricane in five years? I tell people, that's economic development for us. But no, in all fairness, you don't get that. What do we do then? So. My question is, do you are you saying that because it's how you're going to vote? Are you saying that because you're talking to people? I know they've been doing budget stuff right. for the last few weeks or months. Are you saying this because you really believe it won't pass? Yeah, I don't I, I don't believe it won't pass. I, I, you I don't, don't believe it'll pass? No, I don't. I really don't. And and that's that's how I, I intend to vote. I mean, look, we hadn't had heard the argument out there, but I intend to vote on not to not uh, raise that cap. Um, and I, I would imagine that the conversations I'm having with a lot of people, that is where they are today as well. They're not, they're, they have no intention to vote to raise that cap. Okay. I'm gonna do, we're going to do this quickly. Legislative pay raise. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me just give you a few things. Uh, I understand everybody wants more money, but hell, inflation's eating, eating my checkbook and everybody else's too. Sure. I think the timing is horrible. Somebody would say there's no such thing as a good time to give pay raise. I'm tired of hearing 16 8. Uh, and the reason I say that is even Marino said he made 28 year before last and 32 last year, which is not what they're selling. But let's be honest. Scott, if I come to you and you're an average citizen who don't pay attention to this, which is about 98% of the people, let's just be right. blunt. That's right. And I say, I only make 16 eight. what you think of that? I'm a, you know what I'm going to go? Wow, that ain't much. That's right. But it's more to it than that. And the reason I say that is it's 500 a month. You can spend it any kind of way you want to. And this guy's saying he, he reported 28 and 32 on his taxes. Mm-hmm. So it's actually more than 16-8. Quit the 16-8 crap. Right. Number two is 
It's a $43,200 raise. And I know inflation's tough, and I know they had to pay, but everybody hadn't been there. Francis Thompson's the only one that's been there the whole time. He's been there 432 years. <laughs> I can make an argument against it all day long. I'm not going to do that with you because I've done it with my audience. If you, do you think this is a good thing at this time? No, not at this time. I, I don't. And look, I, there, are, there are pay issues across many different sectors that I think that need to be addressed in, in, at the right times. And look, when we do it, you need to do it right the first time to where it does grow with an inflation, to where you don't have to worry about this over and over and over again. Not just in pay, but in, in other aspects of what we do, we set, we set ourselves up for failure many times and not setting it up to say, hey, these costs are going to grow. This dollar is going to get less valuable over time. How are we going to address it? But mine is it? too. Yeah, no, it, all of us is. All, yeah. all of us. They, I mean, this is okay, not okay. in the, in the private sector as well. This is what is done, right? You 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 build budgets and you build everything with all of that in mind. So, I no, I I don't agree with this. I think that the if you want to start changing things, look the 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 a lot of the balance of the sixteen eight to to the bigger number comes in the per diems and and people that live earn sixty one dollars every time y'all have to go to a session or you called in to go to a committee. That's right. Okay, so there's there's more money in than sixteen eight. That's but, right. But but but, but, it, but, but a guy, but a guy like what he's selling, I know he's a friend of yours, but he's selling sixteen eight. Well, if I tell her we're gonna pay her sixteen thousand eight hundred, she's probably gonna get up here and walk out of here. Right. This young lady right here. Oh, absolutely. She's gonna probably get up and walk out of here. That's but if I tell you we're gonna pay sixteen eight, but we're gonna pay so much a day, so much of this, and then it jumps to thirty five, she's gonna say, Well, you know what, I might get hanged for that. Yeah, look And that's, that's all I'm saying. No, I agree with that. And and the the per diem is is handled the same for everybody, right? So you've got a guy that's coming from, you know, call it Francis. If Francis Thompson comes down from North Louisiana and is here, he's got costs that he incurs from being in town, whether it's whether he's has to stay in a hotel because not everybody has an you know an apartment or or he buys an apartment himself and has to pay rent every month. Well, and good thing is he ain't got to pay for no food. Well. <laughs> You know, you know why he's laughing? Because he's going, well, you might have me on that. Well, look, I, I, the thing, I get it. I get it. You know, I, but I, what my point is, is that, that that dollar amount, the per diem dollar amounts, affects different people in different ways. If you live people, right here, it doesn't if you li- If you live now. close to town and you're willing to drive, then, then you're, that's one thing that, that you're not paying for. You're not paying for extra rent or, or hotel rooms. You're not paying for... Uh, 161 a day, uh, y'all, you think, what do you get minimum? 100 days of work in? Uh, well, I, mean, I mean, some at a hundred, some a little less. Well, look, I can only, I can only judge it from the time I've been here and we've been in a quite a bit of time oh, yeah, because, yeah. because of Special the circumstances. Safety, yeah. I mean, we just, I think the only thing we haven't dealt with as, as a legislature this, this past term is, uh, a shortfall tax shortfall, you know, that they, because of what happened in the past, you know, so that's the one probably topic we never have. Well, let me, th- but I give you an example when you went in. And I didn't look at your voting record, but you couldn't have voted for it because you weren't there. They passed right. a one-cent sales tax. That was about $2.5 billion for 27 months. That's right. Then uh, Paula Davis came along and helped pass the point four five for seven years. They saying that's bringing in a half a billion a year, so that's $3.5 billion. That is a tax increase of $6 billion on the people. That's helped y'all. And then you got hurricanes, flood in 2016, and COVID. But look, but like, if we didn't have all that, I wonder what a budget would be. No, I agree with you. And you said it earlier is that the hurricanes have been economic development. It has. And, and I've said that over and over again. If you look back over the years of the, you know, the detrimental st- uh, impacts of these hurricanes to, to our citizens are, are, are horrible. 
But what comes after that has actually has saved a lot of people in the financial hard times that a lot of the other areas of the country had dealt with. And we didn't have it as bad because of what we were dealing with of the aftermath of these natural no, disasters. No, but, but that says but you look at high economic development is hurricanes and disasters. Well, no, and that ain't a way to run the no, state. It's not because a way. remember, I agree. And the last thing I'll talk to you about is I just felt like with the legislature and the governor, I'm not talking about today in the past and now we haven't taken care of our business. And what I mean by that is here's one issue. It's called our migration. I don't care what anybody says. I got four kids and one special needs. She'll be with me forever. But my other three kids are still here, and I'm very thankful for that. But I got a friend of mine who has three kids, very educated. Two of them in the medical field. One of them's, I think, a coach. One's in uh, North Carolina. One's in Texas. One's in Arkansas. His three kids. He got four or five grandbabies. They're all not here now. Yeah. And I don't see the push to change enough in Louisiana just to stop our migration. That bothers me because I'm going to tell you all, we lost two congressmen before you were a representative. That's right. And if we don't lose one we're on track 20, for 30 census, I will fall out because we're not growing like the rest of the South. That's right. No, I agree and, with that. And it's got to be the governor legislature has got to get together and figure out how to stop this. And, and I think it's, it's called uh, jobs. Look, good job. Not just jobs, good jobs. That's a, yeah, well, that, and we got to be able to, they got to be jobs, and we have to be able to educate our citizens for the jobs that are going to be here. But don't you think, if you look at the big picture, we are educating kids in a lot of areas, and they're leaving. I agree. Because they keep telling us the best and brightest are leaving. No, you're right. You're right. And it's a problem. That's, the, the that's ultimate, my frustration. That's the ultimate you, problem we have to solve. My frustration solve. is I don't think government's the answer, but it may be the problem we got to get them out and let the bids. That's right. Always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It was great. I'll see you at the Capitol. we got to take a break. We'll be back. More to Moon Graffon Show right after this. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Folks, this is Moon Graffon. You know, when I want to go saltwater fishing, I call Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters. Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters is going to put you on the fish. Whether it be speckled trout or redfish, call Captain Norman now. 337-884-0658. 337-884-0658. It's called aspeccharters.com. Call Captain Norman. I just gave you a cell number. He wants to take you fishing. He wants you to have a good time. And you catch fish with Captain Norman. A-Spec Charters, Captain Norman, 337-884-0658. Hey, folks, you've been hearing me brag about my good friends at SiriusUSA.com, Sirius Power Generation. Folks, right now, we have Cummins generators in stock from 17 up to 50 kilowatts. We can install or sell them to do it yourselves 
right now. All you got to do is check us out at SiriusUSA.com, SiriusUSA.com. You want a generator? You want to be serviced? You want a service contract? You need one. SiriusUSA.com. Check out Peter Verdrine and the gang. They want to service you. They're ready to put you in a real good generator. Buttermilk Scott. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show on the road. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 107.3 FM. We are broadcasting from the studio, 107.3 FM, guaranteed broadcasting right here in Baton Rouge, headed over to the Capitol right after, hoping, hoping to get in and be able to sit down and watch the legendary Bell speech. That's my goal. And uh, to see how great this man really is. And guess who's going to be speaking? He is. (laughs) He, gonna, he gets to tell us how great, how great thou art. I'm telling y'all, that's what's coming. I rock and write the speech right now. We brought it from a $2 billion deficit. We expanded Medicaid. We got more people on government payroll. We invested more in roads and bridges than ever before. I mean, it's just, uh, I guess, I hope he talks. They're going to talk about all investment and jobs as our young people continue to leave. And they're leaving it's in a matter of fact, it, it was funny when you go back and looked at the census from 2010 to 2020, which we just determined, actually 2011 to 2020, we just determined, uh, you know, the number of people in our population, number of people that have states that lost Congress. We didn't lose one this time, but we were close. And the chances of us losing one is even greater. But if you go look at 2011 to 2016, we were fairly stable in the number of people that were out migrate. Go look at the numbers. You don't have to take my word for it at all. But please don't take bells. So, but if you look at 2016, when who was the governor? Bell Edwards from 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Okay? The last half of the census, we started losing a lot of people again. It's all there. I've seen it. So the five years before Bell became governor, we were losing people. We weren't losing people at this rate. The rate that we're losing people since he's been in office. And guess what? We don't get to count 21 and 22. Well, we now know in 21 and 22, under the leadership of Bell Edwards, we have lost 67,000 more people. It's accelerated ever since he came in office. That's just a fact, Jack. The numbers are there. The numbers are there. So you can go check it out for yourself. You don't have to believe the good-looking host. That's my opinion. You don't have to believe the good-looking host. You can go look at it for yourself. Why did we start losing people when Bell Edwards became governor? Well, the first thing he did, they come in there, and uh, he thinks Medicaid expansion is going. How many people you think moved to Louisiana that are some of the best and brightest People that are very well educated move to Louisiana so they can get on Medicaid. Anybody out there? Anybody want to take a shot at that one? How many people you think stayed in the state that was very well educated and working good jobs because we had Medicaid expansion? Nobody, folks. People get upset, too, when I talk about Medicaid because they go, well, you don't understand. Like I, if you got to have it, good for you. Not cutting you. The expansion was to get more people tied into the government. And they keep bragging about this. 
I never forget uh, uh, when they did all this. And, and I hate that uh, Jim Richardson did. I think it was Richardson from LSU. He ran it. He did a study. And the study said that Louisiana, because of the expansion of Medicaid, have, have, we've uh, got over 19,000 new jobs. And I thought, you know, government worker, putting government numbers out there to back up Bella. If that was the case, then why don't we put all 4.7 million people on Medicaid? We can create another 200,000 great jobs. Once again, this is what they tell people. People read that and they're buying the stuff that's not true. Uh, it's, just, it's just pitiful. Now, and I'm glad I had uh, McKnight. I'm glad he talked about the spending cap. You got two-thirds in the House and two-thirds in the Senate, Republicans. Let me say it again, Republicans. Fiscal responsible Republicans. Are they going to raise the spending cap to spend all the money? I know Bell wants to spend. I know he wants to spend. I know that Cortez made a comment, and I, and I got to pull this back up to make sure I'm quoting him right. Something to the effects of that people don't want us to just put money in the savings account when we can help people. In other words, we need to pass this so we can spend it. And that, that's the kind of stuff that, that it takes no leadership at all to increase the spending cap. None. None. Anybody can increase the spending cap. But let me tell you something. It's election year. And what do they want to do in election year? Well, they want to win. They want to run again. And that ought to bother everybody that somebody would want to raise the spending cap. And you already have a record budget. Well, we can't spend it all if we don't raise it. So what? You ever thought of quit spending so much? So spending gets us in trouble, folks. These people... And, and, I, and like I said, I, and I appreciate, uh, I appreciate uh, McKnight. I think McKnight was right on it. I think he was right 100%. We don't need to do this. Will Republicans stop this? Will Republicans with a two-thirds vote, will they put a stop to what's going on? And that's, that's my big question because there's just no way no way we ought to go spend all this money. Nobody knows what tomorrow brings. Okay, I cannot find. I had this in my phone. I don't know what I did with it. But I had it, and I wanted to talk about the spending cap because I think, in my humble opinion, it's, uh, it's one of the most important things in this session. Uh, some conservatives, however, say they don't want to raise the state spending cap, which would put hundreds of millions of dollars in programs at risk. Lifting it would take two-thirds of a vote. Once again, that's the two-thirds. If Republicans ever want to get a grip on spending in the state of Louisiana, they should prove the point I've been making for 30 years. We have a spending problem. If you go spend all of I remember Jindal. He, Kathleen Blanco, it was $1.1 billion in surplus. 
And Bobby General came on my program, among other people, and said, do not, do not spend that money. And then I found out in 1st of March of his, of his uh, governorship, he, he took the money and spent it. I don't think the money ought to be put aside just to go spend it. I think we got some tough days coming around the corner. And the first thing they're going to do is want to raise your tax and mine. One other thing I noticed in this session, I don't find anything in the session where they're going to give money back to you and me. Oh, there's some income tax. Get rid of the income tax stuff. I don't think anybody, if they have a bill to get rid of the .45 sales tax, let's get rid of it now. All the money they got, they can't give it back to the regular people out there, another half a billion dollars back to the taxpayers. Why is there not bills put out there that would give us some money back? State government is flush broke, folks. They got plenty of money. There's so much money, and everybody's at the trough, and I look forward to be a packed-out state capital when I get there because, see, one thing lobbyists know, if there's a lot of money, we got to go get to our elected officials to get that money. So it's going to be packed out. But how come nobody, who's lobbying for you and me? I don't have a lobbyist. I don't. <coughs> Where's the lobbyist for you and me? I'm just kind of curious. All right, when we get back, the salaries, <laughs> among other things, when we get back, we'll talk about when we get back with the Moon Graffon Show. Don't go nowhere, folks. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square Media Station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. This is a Fox News alert: a deadly shooting in Louisville. I'm Dave Anthony. A gunman opened fire this morning at a bank building downtown. The shooter was uh, confirmed to be dead on the scene. We do not know exactly the circumstances of his death at this time. Deputy Metro Louisville Police Chief Paul Humphrey. Five people have been confirmed to have been killed inside. At least six were transported to University of Louisville Hospital, including one officer. We don't have an update on how badly injured they are. We are learning this. Local media says that a man with a long assault rifle opened fire on the first floor of the building. And at 8.30, uh, police say an officer was on scene within minutes. Fox's Nate Foy in Nashville. The fallout continues from last month's school shooting that left three students and three adults dead. We do anticipate more protests today in support of gun reform and in support of those two expelled Democratic lawmakers 
members who, by the way, say they will run for re-election and in and, and the interim would like to be reinstated into their now vacant seats until a special election is held. Fox's Charles Watson in Nashville, where the city council could vote to reinstate Justin Jones today, as city council in Memphis could do the same Wednesday for Justin Pearson. They were kicked out of the state house last week for leading gun control activists protesting inside the building. China says it's done with what it calls various tasks around Taiwan. Those are war games or military drills. Chinese warplanes and warships were launched in and around Taiwan's coast. They're dubbed combat readiness patrols, meant as a warning to the self-governing island, which China claims as its own. All this seemed to be triggered by Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen's visit with Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy at the Ronald Reagan Library last week in California. Fox's Greg Palcott, professors and thousands of workers at Rutgers University in New Jersey are on strike today, putting classes and research on hold. America's listening to Fox News. When you get nachos, tacos, empanadas, spicy queso with jalapenos, Pepto Bismol's there. Pepto Bismol provides fast, effective relief from nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. All the things that can happen unexpectedly on vacation. So before you travel, pack the Pepto. Pepto Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Again, our top Fox News story. A gunman shot and killed five people at a bank building in downtown Louisville, Kentucky this morning. Six others were wounded, including a police officer. That gunman is also dead. Opening statements will start today at Lori Vallow Daybell's trial in Idaho. The mother charged with two counts of murder and the killing of her two kids in 2019. She's accused in a case featured in a Netflix documentary in Minnesota. There's a search for a missing mother. Thousands of people turned out over the weekend for a ground search in southeast Minnesota in efforts to find a 26-year-old mother, Madeline Kingsbury, who was last seen March 31st dropping her children at daycare with a kid's father. We continue to ask people living in Fillmore, Houston, and Winona counties, walk your property if you haven't done so already. Look for signs of anything suspicious. Winona Police Chief Tom Williams, the father of Kingsbury's children, who's not been named, says he left the home in Kingsbury's van and returned later that day, and she was gone. Her family offering a $50,000 reward in the case. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. On Wall Street, the Dow's down 20 points. The Nasdaq's losing about 100. John Rahm, the top of the world of golf now, after winning the Masters, his second major. Tiger Woods dropped out, citing injuries 26 years after winning his first Masters, and a ball from then just sold at auction. Nine-year-old Julian Nexon was a spectator along the course at Augusta National Golf Club, where then 21-year-old Tiger Woods completed his fifth hole a bogey and handed his golf ball to young Julian, who's now 35 and decided to sell the ball. Unless Tiger himself or his caddy, Fluff, intentionally saved a ball from this historic final round, this may be the only confirmed golf ball from the final round of Tiger Woods' first major championship victory. Well, that's Fox's Jared Max. That ball 
win an auction for $64,000. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 864. That's 864. Win Cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial wants you to be a winner here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Graffon show on the road in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Session starts today. I think they, they could mean about noon. Uh, we're in conjunction with Talk 107.3 FM Guarantee Broadcasting right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, of course, we're trying to cover some stuff on the session. We've got a couple other stuff that we'll cover. Uh, Michael Lunsford is going to join me. He's in town. I told him to come by talk about voting records on their group and what their group is watching for in the state of Louisiana. Uh Anyway, a lot of stuff out there. We'll get to cover as much as we can in the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, 844-766-6607, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, it's your opportunity to be a voice. All right, cover uh, just a few more things that the legislature is going to cover. The, the big thing is... is you know, I heard McKnight talk about the pay raises, and, uh, you know, he wouldn't go vote for it, and there's different, you know, levels. Folks, listen, you got you to gotta come from my perspective. By the way, the twit, Tyler Bridges wrote an article. He actually put me in an article. I'll get to that in a minute, too. I didn't really call him. I texted him. I'm against it. He put that in there, <laughs> and he put in there that I was against it in 2008, and we helped rally against it, which, by the way, it was uh, me and C.B. Fagostin. CB, God bless him, is no longer here. He'll, he'll be rallying with me again. But people got to understand something. Uh, it's real easy for a lawmaker. I wish I could go. For, you, any of you people ran into your lawmakers, and they, they want for pay raise, and they say, well, I only make 16800 a month. You, that's when you ought to stop them and say, BS, bull. Now, I'm not saying as not a lawmaker that after he's paid expenses or whatever, he might could show he only made that, but that's a bunch of bunk when it started to 16.8. Okay, so that, if, if they think they deserve such a pay raise, then vote it. Vote for them, vote themselves a pay raise. Because I think if you're going to get a pay raise, are they going to give us the date? What year did things start getting better in this state? They said it's going to bring in better people. <coughs> Don't you think they ought to give us a date? 
where we voted on a pay raise in 2023, and by 2026 or 2027, you're going to see a big difference in our state. Are they going to give us that guarantee? No, they're not going to. They're not going to give us any guarantee. Now, are they going to guarantee more people are going to run for office? I bet you that's a lie. Then most people don't watch this. Most people don't want to run for office. But this is what they tell it. We only make 16 8. They make more than 16 8. The per diems are hiring 61 a day. You know? Think about that. So let's just say, because of all the special sessions, they go 100 days. They get paid per diem for 100 days. Okay. I want you to follow me on this. So if they had to go work for 100 days, they had to go back to the Capitol, they talk about all this stuff they got to do. They make 16 a. What do you think 161 a day time 100 is? $16,100. So what is that? That means they make right there 32 nine. And it was told in this article that I read they get 500 a month to do anything they want to do with it. Put it in their pocket, spend it on the girlfriend. Oh, I shouldn't say that. They spend it on any kind of way they want to. So that's another 6000 So we got 16 8 plus 16-1 plus $6,000. That's... Hold up, I did that wrong. 16-8. Well, give me a second. 16-1 and $6,000. My God, that comes to 38 9 That's $38,900 a year for a legislature. Now, look, that's I'm taking their numbers. I'm not using mine. Quit crying about the 16-8. By the way, who made them run for office? Did the devil make them do it? I don't know if the devil made them run for office, but the devil gets in between, the, between those ears when they're there making rules and laws. That's 39-8 right there. That's their figures, not mine. So when they start saying 16-8, that's bunk. That's wrong. Totally wrong. Why do they have to make a big deal about it? They're going to get a $40,000 pay increase if they get it. They're not going to tell us when everything starts to change. When are these better elected officials going to get in? Will these better elected officials beat some of the fraud squad? I'm just asking. Okay? House Speaker shakes not up. Paige Cortez will play into this, folks. Shake Snyder, shakedown. Most legislators are underpaid, according to shakedown. But this year is going to be really tough. Blank Page Cortez. Very difficult bill to pass. He said fewer and fewer people are running for the legislative seats because of the money in the 24-7 news cycle. <laughs> Blank Page blames it on money in the 24-7 news cycle. Well, at least he didn't blame me. Uh, let's see. De, De, De Plessis, New Orleans, sponsored the 2008 measure. 
You're looking for the best and brightest. You have to pay for best and brightest. Well, I thought the best and brightest all live in another state now because they left. How many people left saying, boy, if they would have paid more money in the legislature, I'd have never left. How many think a raise? I was the best and brightest to leave it. Oh, I'd have never left. I could have been an elected official. There's a lot of profit in being an elected official, folks, for some people. There's a ton of profit for elected officials when they're in the game like marijuana sales. Sheehan Marino believes that more and more legislators are resigning their seats because of pay. Let's, let's think about this. Uh, Rob Shadwan from Ruston. I hate raising taxes. Voted for every tax that ever came across. He's a head of wildlife and fishery. No wonder wildlife and fishery stay screwed up. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's name a few more. Chris Broadwater. Okay. Republican from Hammond. He resigned his seat in 2018, six years after he took office to take a ready senior position for Louisiana Community and Technical College. Woo! He didn't parlay his elected job into Louisiana Community and Technical College system. He parlayed that job into a better paying job that paid six figures. He's now works for an attorney for a private contract in Baton Rouge. And I'll bet you Chris Broadwater is making a killing because he will. Rob Shadwan, oh, he lives in Texas. Brandon remembers that. Republican House member from Ruston found himself without time for his law practice. Hey, got a government job. Legislative pay does not offset the loss of income from practicing law. Shadron resigned in 2018. You think he went back into law firm? You think Shadron went back into private practice, folks, as a representative? No. He's the deputy secretary for the Department of Wildlife and Fishery. He's making six figures because he was a state representative. Oh, he Texas. Now we got turncoat Chris Turner. Chris Turncoat Turner, who knifed us in the back. The turncoat man. How about our current governor? Well, when he he got elected. In 2007, in the House, okay, they brought the bill up in 2008. Edwards hadn't even worked 100 days. And you know what? One of his first votes he voted for was to give himself a pay raise. The dude wasn't there 100 days. I've just, I sit here and I'm going, wow. Then they start on me. 2008, conservative talk radio host Moon Grafon and Lafayette helped whip up the backlash. Again, a nice guy like me. Against the legislative pay increase in a text, by the way, the twit texts me. And I told him, I'm, I'm against it again. He's, this is what he said. He said, and re- he's revving it up again. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have to rev it up. They revving it up. Then he quotes me, do we get better people to run? That's a nice take on this, on the people there. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, it's, uh, I just want to know when we're supposed to turn the state around. And if given a pay raises, does that mean, does that mean we're going to have better government? Let me quote the legendary John Alario. 
who's marrying Edwards' wife, ex-wife, a widow. Quote, Lario, you always have folks who are afraid of their shadow and that it will hurt them. I think they need to face up and explain to them how long it's been since they got a raise. Everything's gone up since 1980. We're losing good people like Joe Marino. Hey, John, we lost you, and nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. John Alario's gone. I wonder if he's really gone. Anyway, we take a break. Be right back. You're listening to the Moon Group Morning. Don't forget my good friends at Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to steinhome.com, steinhome.com, and check out their big sale I have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to steinhome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at steinhome.com. They got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your artist curbside. They got drive-through lumberyard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Folks, my friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home gold the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy, people liked it, and they loved what they got into. Provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free, and it's a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. Cancer. Welcome back. Mugra Ford Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Outline. A couple of things real quick because it's a short segment. Uh, Marino said lawmakers receive additional pay besides the base salary. Uh, 500 per month for expenses they don't have to account for. 
You know, the government makes me account for all mine. That's 6000 a year right there, 16 8 16 one per diem, 161 was in session. Cover food and lodging costs. Trust me, they don't pay for food. In total, his legislative income, now this is Marino, was 26 in 2021 and 32 in 2022. Then why in the hell is he telling everybody he only makes 16 8 I mean, I, I, and to the twits credit, Tyler Bridges, he got that in there. I only make 16 8 Then why is it showing you made 26, which is almost 10 more, and 32, which is almost twice as much? And he does say legislators typically receive free meals at night provided by lobbyists, so the pocket at least a portion of the per diem. Of course, they don't buy a meal, Holly. Who's the guy passing the bill? House Government Affairs, John Stefanski, who's running for Attorney General, who he should be disqualified for that. I'm telling you, he's involved with gambling too, but I'll that later. He pushed all the gambling bills on the House side. Sharon Hewitt running for governor. If we were, if we had more reasonable pay, we could attract more diverse citizens we can serve. She said, "You can't live on sixteen eight. Sharon, you're a Republican governor candidate. You playing into the game? Nobody's living on sixteen eight. Sharon, is that all you make in your life? Now, come on, Miss Hewitt, you're running for governor, and that's the kind of crap you're gonna say. Man, I, I just let me throw one other thing out there. You know, you're talking about this spending." cap that we talked with uh, McKnight and I've talked about before. I'm going to explain how this is going to work. You ever hear him talk about below the line budget? Everything above the line is going to get funded. This is the Bell Edwards trick. This has been a trick since Huey Long and Governor Edwin Edwards. So what they're going to do, folks, they're going to put all the spending they want to do that they have to want to do above the budget line. Everything above the budget line is going to get funded. If the Republicans don't pass the spending cuts, everything below the line won't get funded. And that will make Republicans vote for it. Because below the line, what if they put, oh, here we go with the hospital. We got to close hospitals. Put it below the budget line. I'm telling you what's coming. Jay Darden's great at it, too. Jiving Jay Darden, he's great at it. I'm telling you right now what they're going to do. They're going to start this below the budget and below the budget line, and they're going to put all the things we need below the budget line and all the things they want above the budget line, and they're going to go out and tell everybody, and the media's going to be right there with them saying, well, you know what, we gotta, we gotta, we need to go and spend this money because we're not going to have enough money for health care and education and for kids and child care and, and K through 12 and, and whatever else they want to make up. And that's the way they get Republicans to say, look, we got to vote for it, guys, and we're not going to get this funded and that funded. Or maybe some projects that they really want. Because they never held Bell responsible to anything. Bell has them. I try to tell Cocktail Cousin, or like I used to call him, raising taxes, y'all. Cocktail Cousin walked into... I met with him after his first session. He voted for a one-cent sales tax that he promised his constituents he wouldn't vote. The first session he went to, he lied to the people and voted for the law, a gigantic tax increase. And he came back and started explaining to me how they got Bell Edwards now. He's got to come back with the tax. And I told Cocktail then, no Cocktail, they got you now because he has the bully pulpit. And Cocktail didn't believe me. 
Cocktail went around and ran with his buddies, uh, Stuart Little, very little bishop, Blank Page Cortez, uh, the guy that sucks, that Hooval boy, boy, he sucks. Bogus Bo Boye, he went run with all them guys. He didn't believe what I told him, and by the way, Edwards has been having him ever since. And the point one cent went to a point four five because Paula Pelosi Davis is the one who helped push that. I don't know. I think she pushed that before they just happened to be in the marijuana business. And now they, they're making a lot of money doing that. So I'm just being blunt with you, folks. Listen for below-the-line budgeting. They're going to fund everything above the line, but watch what they put below the line to make Republicans squirm if they don't pass the spending tax, the spending uh, uh, that they want to spend, the spending cap. Watch what Bill Boy does. Remember, he laughs at Republicans. He's beating Republicans almost every time, especially with the three stooges, the other two stooges being Cortez and Sheikh Snyder. Watch. See how far off I am. If I'm off, I'll be the first to admit it. Let's see what they put below the line, the budget line, and, and above it. Let's see how they come back and make them cringe and talk about, oh, you're going to close your hospitals and close your schools and see if they jump on it. All right, when we get back, well, Michael Lunch was in the house, citizen for New Louisiana. He got voting records and everything, which I like. Well, take a break. You're listening to the Moon Grimoire Show. is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. has been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. 
Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Stay cool. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show on the road, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Talk 107.3 FM, my good friends, our new affiliate. We appreciate these guys so much for letting us be a part of it. We headed to the state capitol, hoping to watch Bell Edwards' How Great Thou Art speech. Uh, we're going to get to that, and, and uh, I'll let you know a report on that tomorrow. If I get in there, I mean, I just limited seating, and uh, I don't know if any, anybody to really get me in the legislature to get me in the seat, so I'll have to go fight for my own seat, but hopefully I can get in. Uh, Michael Lunsford joins us, citizen for New Louisiana. Michael, what's going on? Hold up, Mike. Turned off here. There I we go. You. I got you. I, had, I got me on two and you on one. What's going on? <laughs> well, you know, we've got this uh, scorecard we've been working on for quite some time now, and um, it, it's a lot of fun. You know? All right. Tell us, tell us who you are. So people know that haven't heard about you, uh, uh, about the organization, and what is the goal of the organization? Okay, well, Citizens for New Louisiana was founded, uh, it'll be six years ago, actually it was six years ago yesterday. Uh, we got everything started. The goal of the organization was to look where no one else had been looking, especially locally into local government, because we all know that in order for someone to get into the legislature, they generally start in local mm -hmm. government. So if we knew a little bit more about them before they started running for the legislature, then then maybe um, some things would be a little different. You know, maybe they wouldn't get into the legislature if, if they knew they were being watched. People were seeing what we saw. And so that's kind of the founding principle of our organization. I mean, all the way down to local boards like the library board and gravity drainage districts, all of this stuff is just kind of a farm team for the legislature and eventually Congress. So if you're watching them far enough down the list, uh, you can kind of weed out the bad ones before they get to be real powerful. Now, now y'all in uh, every parish, some parishes, some municipalities, where can you talk about where you look at? I know you would like to be everywhere. Yeah, so the goal is to change Louisiana or to fix Louisiana one parish at a time. That means we have to have uh, folks in all 64 parishes helping us because I don't know what's going on in the middle of y your parish necessarily. Yeah. I know what's going on in my parish. We have people in... Uh, several. We have a strong presence in East Baton Rouge now. We have an office we're opening. Uh, again, we had one. We're moving into a larger space now. It'll be open May 1st. We're looking, um, we have a strong presence in Livingston Parish. We have interest in St. Tammany. We have interest uh, really uh, all over the place. Pineville of all places. Uh, Alexandria. We're getting calls from Shreveport, Ruston, Monroe, uh, up in North Louisiana. Folks are just thirsty for this knowledge and information and how they can participate in the process. Now, when you do something like this, uh, you know, uh, CB forgot to make the voting record A number one. Right. I miss CB. He's been gone over seven years. Uh, you guys have, are looking at voting records, too. So this is my next question. Are there certain issues you're looking at 
that you say, here's our issues, here's what we take a stand on, or do you grab issues as they come and go? All right, so we saw the voting scorecard model uh, out there, and everybody's using it. I mean, everybody goes and grades people on votes. And I said, you know, it's broken because they, they game the system. They'll go in and they'll show up. They don't show up all day. They'll go in for one vote because they know it's being watched. So we don't grade people on votes. We grade people. Now, now we can. If it's a really bad vote, we're going to yeah. ding them for it. But our primary purpose is grading them on legislation that's near and dear to their heart things that they bring themselves, that they author, that they write. And that is how we base our scorecard. And you would be amazed at the difference that you can pull the rhinos right out just by what they, what they author. Yeah, what they're authoring. Wow. So that's how you scorecard. Right. And so I that found, means yeah. one legislator could be, you could have a scorecard on two different legislators and none of it's the same bill. Right. So, uh, for example, Buddy Mincy has a 100% score on a lot of conservative scorecards because he shows up and votes for the bills they're grading. He's got like a two or a three on our scorecard because of what he authors. You see, that's the difference. Yeah. Just to take a few, Chris Turner, you got four out of ten. Turncoat. And he was a turncoat guy because he voted with the fraud squad. Right, right, right. So we actually, uh, in fact, this is one of the lower ones, uh, lesser ones, but we've got... um, you know, Bad News Bears, Tanner McGee mm-hmm. on here is a 2 out of 10. And what's fun with our scorecard is we actually give them badges, um, almost like Boy Scout badges, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of uh, – so Fraud Squad is a big badge on here. If they voted for Clay Sheck-Snyder with every Democrat in the legislature – Democrats elected Sheck-Snyder. That's did. really what you got to yeah. tell people. That's right. So they get the Fraud Squad logo here. Now, you see he also is a big proponent for marijuana. Uh, he loves spending money and, lo- and loves raising taxes. That's all here. We have a leaning uh, meter, so you can tell how they generally tend to operate, where their leans right, leans left. We have mm-hmm. some here that are hard left. We have some that are leans right, hard right, um, somewhere in the middle. So it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty significant effort that we put forward in this. Uh, this I, I know the Sheik's not, I got one out of ten. Yeah, Sheik's not is pretty terrible. Yeah. Paula Davis, 3 out of 10. Zero Zerang, 3 out of 10. I get a lot of complaints about Paula Davis getting a 3 out of 10. They said she should be a 1. And, you know, <laughs> I get it. So we, we do accept input. Well, you know, when you she's part of the fraud squad. She is. She voted to let the Democrats pick the speaker. Then she passed the .45. She bragged about the .45, which, looking at the numbers, I'm going by what the, the media said, it's $500 million a year. And that point four five tax for seven years. Yeah. Now, my last time I looked, now I don't know, I don't use Common Core math. <laughs> seven times five hundred million dollars is three point five billion in new taxes. I could be wrong on that, but I once again I don't use Common Core. So some of the other fun things that are a little different on our scorecard, um, we always wonder, okay, if I don't know anything about this person, what's an easy, quick way, a shortcut to find out more about them? So we include on the ones we're very familiar with who they hang out with. Uh, and we have Jamie Pope taking photographs of when they're standing at ease. Who do they stand with? Who are they chatting in the corner with? And so that's a close associates is a really interesting feature that we have that's very unique as well. Uh, we also include the reason <clears throat> why they were graded the way they were under the section called Notable Efforts, and you can link straight to news articles or bills. It's all in here. Uh, so there's no question if you say, well, that's unfair. You scroll down, you see, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know they did that. <laughs> I didn't know they passed that. I didn't know they fought for that. You, you know, know uh, I-, I like to go back to CB. CB was at a Republican women's function 
Or maybe it was just a, it might have been a, a, a Republican deal where there were men and women. Maybe it wasn't a Republican women's function. So he's there, and he's the keynote speaker. And there's lawmakers there as well. And the lawmakers, he was reading the newspaper when they would come back and they would brag about all the things they did. And, 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 and he was watching. He said, you know, to my recollection, I don't remember him doing all that. Mm-hmm. So he started working on the voting records of the people that were going to be at the Republican function because they let him know, hey, so, 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 so. So he goes in there, he presents his speech, and he lays the Republican legislators out. Hmm. Here's what he said. Let me tell you what he did. Here's what he said. I didn't vote. For, I'm a conservative. I don't vote for tax. He voted for $2 billion in tax. He was giving out the number, and he was almost literally thrown out after it was over and never invited back because he was challenging Republican leaders. But what he had was their voting record. Right. He had a record to go prove who these people were, and he never got invited back. By the way, right then, when he got so chastised by some of them people at that place, he walked out, he went to the register's office and said, I'll be a Republican no more, and he registered as an old party. The reason he did it was he said, I told these people the truth. Here's what they said. Here's what they said they did. And then I presented exactly what they did, every vote they had, and they got mad at him for being truthful. Is that not pretty pathetic? Well, that's generally how it goes. Uh, you're just... Um you're making noise. You're in our way. Uh, don't tell the people the truth. Tell them what we want them to hear. You know, what's that old saying? Don't let the uh, the truth get in the way of a good story, right? You, you'll love this. And Mike, I ought to say the name, but I won't. I had one come up to me one time. Wasn't a big name. Said he was mad at me. Hmm. Said, what you mad at me for? He said, you put my voting record up. They get it straight. You're mad at me for something you voted for or against. He said, well, ain't nobody had to know that. <laughs> I ought to mention the name. And shout it out from the rooftop. I just walked away and said, you're right, you know, bad me. Bad me. <laughs> Michael Lunsford, his group is uh, Citizens for a New Louisiana. Take a break. One more segment to go with me right now. Is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches? and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. 
Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Welcome back to Moon Graffon Show. If you'd like to be part of the program, 844-766-6607. It's the number. It's a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Michael Lunsford, my special guest, Citizens for New Louisiana. Hey, Mike, I notice when I'm looking at the scorecards, I keep seeing all these nicknames pop up and. A lot of them are dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, in fact, we try to keep up with all of Moon Graffon's nicknames on the scorecard. It's actually a field, Moon Graffon nickname. And so we have Zero Zerang here. I was listening when just waiting to come on, and you talked about jiving Joe Marino. I had yeah. to go and update it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, you know, we're live doing this, right? Well, I was, I was laughing because uh, John Alario had made the case that we're going to lose good people out the legislature like uh, uh, jiving Morrow or whatever I called him. Uh, he, uh, that's, that's funny on the pay raise. We're not going to lose anybody. People leave all the time. Larry left. Did the state keep running? Yes. Edwin Edwards ain't even here no more. Did the state keep running? Yes. It's going to keep running. Oh, yeah. We just need to run it in the right direction. Now, you know what else I noticed in your scorecard, too? But before somebody says, well, Mike, excuse me, all these scorecards uh, got everybody with these negative numbers. That's not necessarily the case, is it? No, we actually have, uh, if you go to our scorecard on our website, newlouisiana.org, you'll see them at the top of the page. They're obvious. When you go to them, they don't show you the bad people. They show you the good people first. And we have quite a few. In fact, uh, this year we had seven <clears throat> state legislators get an award from us, the highest ranked award uh, for the 2022 legislative session. And seven, excuse me, seven <coughs> legislators and six senators uh, were uh, awarded with that um, designation well, so how do you can i ask you how you get the how you get top related what score do you have to have so <laughs> on the house side uh, we have a lot of great people in the house so the threshold was a nine out of ten to get the top ranked award in the senate we had to grade on a curve a little bit <laughs> so their high was eight out of ten how, how come i'm not surprised yeah so but you did have the name just name some of the people that scored uh, what you call high. So Valerie Hodges scored 8 out of 10. Uh, I think she did a fantastic job and continues to do so. You know, we have certainly Blake Miguez, who's a champion for all things conservative in our legislature, got a 9 out of 10. Uh, Beryl Amity, another 9 out of 10. Fantastic uh, from down there in Ahoma. Uh, and that's one thing I like to tell folks is if I ever wonder if a bill is good or bad, I go see how Beryl voted on it. And, of course, <laughs> being Amity, she's right there at the top of the list, so you don't have to go looking for her. <clears throat> no, that's, that's, that's a good thing. So you do have numbers. I notice I noticed you got a bunch of women at the top. Yeah. Kathy, women are, the women are the ones stepping up. Kathy Edmonston, 9 out of 10, fantastic. All of the bills she brings to the legislature are just their knockouts. 
Of course, Danny McCormick was our only perfect scorer. He not only does a great job in the legislature, but he's actually been out trying to recruit good conservative candidates and helping them through the process. And that was, you know, we just couldn't do any better than that as, as someone in our legislature that knows the process and, and finds people good conservatives, grassroots folks to say, you should run for the legislature. Let me help you with the process. you got a lot of open seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know from talking to other people, they, they, they're trying to fill these open seats with a lot of good conservatives. How much do you try to run people against some of the incumbents? And I, really, I mean, I can sit here and name some. I cannot believe don't have any competition. Uh, they're not that bright, and yet they got plenty of money. And if you go look who's supporting them, they're the same people that supported Mary Landrew and oh, people yeah. like that. I mean, they have as Republicans. Well, you know, it's difficult to beat someone who's already in the system. It's my opinion. I can't put my finger on an exact number. But it's my opinion that an incumbent has about a 20% advantage in any race. So if you have an open seat, it's easier to go take a shot It's easier at. to take a shot at than, say, someone who's been in the legislature one or two terms, especially two terms. They built up a war chest. They've got a lot of money. It's really hard for someone to come in grassroots with no money and compete against that. Now, it happens. We heard about that, you know, that trucker. Oh, no, you've got to be able yeah. to beat some. You beat some sometimes. Yeah, you do. But you have to have the right person. They have to have a passion for it. And most of them aren't recruited by organizations, but they just pop so, up so, out of nowhere. So do you think uh, their argument for the pay raise... And I'm not even getting your opinion on that as much as I'm going to ask. So the argument for the pay raise, we're going to get a lot better people in. Do you really think somebody that's an incumbent for a year or two, or even if they change it over to Senate, running like an incumbent because the district was drawn up for them, mm-hmm. not to mention a, a, a cocktail coussin. But <laughs> my question is, is that it, it, it's just almost impossible to beat somebody like that? Is that just it because they're sitting there do you think the pay raise is going to get more people to want to run for the office? I don't see. I don't think I, I don't it has anything think so. to do with running for office. Yeah, I don't think the pay has anything to do with it. People are passionate. They want to make a change in their state, and so they run for office. And the pay, most of them find out after the fact. Remember AOC in Washington, D.C., man, yeah. when she won, she was like, wait a minute, I only get paid this much? <laughs> no, but you, what I'm saying is it's not going to pick up the pace for yeah. y'all. No. Looking for candidates if they make 30 or 20 or 50. No, they like I said, they they generally don't know how much money's on the table, how much they're going to get paid. They're just passionate about running, and so they do. And then they find out after they win what the money's like, and they're like, "Oh man, this isn't as, this isn't that great." But that's fine. They they're not they didn't get into it for the money. They got in it, into it to serve in theory. Yeah, uh, wonder how uh, the and but I I don't want you to mention name, but y'all get involved in the governor's race, any statewide races? Y'all stay out of that. We generally stay out of uh, picking candidates. Um, we do our best to do research to, to let folks know where candidates are. You know, we'll be looking at their donors. We'll be looking at who they hang out with, who their friends are on social media. Uh, we'll be looking at who they donated money to in the past, things like that to give the general public an idea of who they're voting for. Uh, but generally, we don't endorse or, or directly recruit candidates. But is it, do y'all endorse uh, candidates in this state, in this, these candidates? Well, Senate you know, representatives. Some folks, y'all put the scorecard out there and let it pretty much go. Yeah, I, I think a lot of folks will interpret the scorecard as an endorsement. It is not an endorsement, however, it is. Um, you know, I, I think it's strong um, proof of what we've been saying all along that these are great candidates, and here's why, and these are terrible candidates, and here's why. And uh, it's not election season yet, thank heaven. But these scorecards we put out uh, during session, after session, once the votes come in. Actually, we can start grading right now because we grade mostly on what they're bringing. 
you know, the bills that they author. So we can start updating you can our scorecard. You see it right now, what yeah. they're putting out. Yeah. We've already read all 600 and some odd bills that have been put out. We actually put out an article this morning about the good, the bad uh, bills. You know, you, we used to tune into uh, American Idol a long time ago just to see Simon Cowell's reaction when they put a bad person in front mm -hmm. of him. So we got a couple bills like that just so people <laughs> say, say, what? What are these people thinking? Yeah, no doubt about it. You think uh, they passed the spending cap? Let me tell you I, I, why. Yeah. The reason why I bring that up to you is that, Mike, what Jed was just going to do is everything below the line is going to be things they have to have. Mm -hmm. Everything above the line is going to be everything they want. And they're going to go around, and the media is going to help and say, man, Republicans are trying to cut Medicaid, trying to cut yeah. hospitals, trying to cut education. That's how it's normally done. My gut feeling is, remember today, the 10th, first day of session, I predicted it's coming. Because oh, if yeah. it looks like it's going to be beat, that's what Edwards is going to do. Well, Although he's already given out a budget, but I don't think that makes a big deal. Well, you know how they go, man. It's a 7% increase he wants, and if you get a 6% increase, it's a budget cut. It doesn't make any sense. Do I think it'll pass? I don't know. We supposedly have a two-thirds Republican majority in the House. And Maybe. the Senate. And the Senate, but, you know. It takes two-thirds to pass it. Yeah. So that means they got to have, in the, in the House, there's 35 Democrats. Right. So they have to have uh, uh, 35 House Republicans mm -hmm. to pass it with 70 votes. I think they could probably it, squeeze enough people to get it done. And in the Senate, they got 12. So they got to have uh, get to 27, I think. 26 yeah. or 27. Yeah, it might be close. So they I, got 14 yeah. to 15. Remember, you got, you know, you got uh, yellow, uh, yellow belly sapsucking uh, Abraham. You got the Walmart greeter. Oh, the man. Walmart greeter is uh, Fred Mills. I mean, you, you, I'm just saying you got, you got some uh, Cortez. You know, Cortez is already crying about, well, we don't want to just put the money back. We can help people. Nobody wants to stick it in the savings account. So, I mean, you could. You could do it. I think so. Um, I think if uh, Edwards gets behind it and he gets his two guys, uh, Blank Page Cortez and uh, Shakedown Snake Snyder on but board. Any, you know, anytime yeah. the Three Stooges get together, <laughs> it might not be funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remember, Three Stooges was funny, but they had a lot of violence in that too. That's it. <laughs> and so I don't know which one it'll be, but uh, my gut feeling is the Three Stooges will stick together. We'll do it again. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Elections are right around the corner, folks. Y'all have an awesome day. If y'all want to listen to How Great Thou Are, I'm not talking about the song. I'm talking about Bell Edwards. Wait till he speaks today, How Great Thou Are. Well, I'll tell you what. Brandon, find that song. We're going to need it in the morning because I'm telling you what the speech is coming. And I hope to be there. God bless. See y'all then. <laughs>